You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mobilize, personalize, optimize, and monetize your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. From mobile marketing and messaging to mobile commerce and coupons, and from mobile apps and websites to mobile engagement and loyalty, our hosts bring on expert guests to give you the inside track on the trends, tools, and technologies that matter most. Mobile Presence, where making your brand or business mobile first is our first priority. Now here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. Hello and welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz from Mobile Groove. And this is your destination for news, views, and trends to help you optimize and maximize your mobile presence, be it an app, be it a website, be it a campaign. We are the destination. And we're going to challenge some business logic for a moment. We're going to have a little fun because what you learned and what you think you know is that you need to focus on acquisition first. That's acquisition, which means you look at activation, referral, revenue, and then retention. And it's sort of in that order. And that was okay when the cost to install um, was, you know, that other words, what you would pay someone to download your app was basically pretty cheap. Uh, But that's not the way it is anymore. And we're going to hear today why that isn't the best strategy and uh, why what you, well, basically what you need to do because cost per acquisition rising through the roof, rising into the stratosphere really, um, is making this an incredibly expensive and basically patently false strategy to follow, particularly as we enter the holiday period when campaign costs, as you will notice very shortly, to acquire users are absolutely off the charts. So our guest today is Gabor Pap. He is a growth marketer at Shaper 3D, and he's going to tell us how you can fuel app growth without paying a lot for it and why it's important to focus on retention, not acquisition first. So, Gabor, welcome to Mobile Presence. Hi, Peggy. Great to have you. And um, so, tell me, first of all, high-level view about Shaper. 
3D. And you're the growth marketer there. So, you know, this is your 24-7 thing to, you know, grow that app, grow user acquisition, and also make it pay off in retention and revenue. Tell me about what you're doing over there. Okay, so first of all, um, Shaper 3D is a 3D um, computer-aided design application specifically uh, developed for iPad Pro with the Apple Pencil. So we're doing uh, 3D design on a tablet um, with a very specific um, use case. Most of our users are engineers, um, architects, uh, product designers, um, and a lot of people who do this um, as a hobby, or maybe they do it for um, 3D printing. Um, so we have a very uh, focused target audience. We have a very focused uh, target device. And what we eventually do is make um, 3D modeling available to a much bigger and larger audience uh, than it was before, um, because our price point is uh, much lower um, than anybody else's at the moment. So this is so, what so, we do so, as so a company. Before, just as a second, you talk about you know what you've been able to do in growing your audience. Um, can you put some numbers around that? What have you achieved as a growth marketer over there? Okay, so we launched um, about a year and a half ago uh, with the application in the App Store, um, and we've been featured by Apple um, at uh, WWD. DC. Uh, we've been featured in a couple of uh, TV and web commercials uh, by Apple. And um, of course, we've been featured in the App Store uh, quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, just recently, uh, we've been nominated for the App Innovation Award in, um, in, in Berlin that is going to happen in the end of November in uh, 2017. Uh, so we've been, we've been doing quite a, quite a few things um, with a very limited budget. And I guess uh, this is why I'm talking right now. Um, because our because our options were quite limited, um, mostly because of the target market that we were in. So what ended up happening is that we had to look at things uh, a little bit differently than than what others do, and um, this came um, with a lot of um, opportunities uh, that we took on. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty amazing. I didn't know about the innovative app, Gabor. That's great. Um, so, you know, you have basically limited budget. I won't say necessarily a shoestring budget, but I also know you because I've met you and I really enjoy the fact that you are, you know, into your craft. So even if you had a budget, you'd still want to find a cool way to innovate around it using um, ASO or, or whatever else to make certain that you're getting, uh, you know, you're acquiring users without paying a lot for them. Now, we said you're going to be talking about how to do it really without paying anything for them. Um, let's deep dive into that for a moment. I mean, do you mean that really you're able to acquire users either paying very little or really paying nothing for these for these users for your app? Obviously, you can. Um, let's um, like uh, people usually confuse paid acquisition with uh, with free acquisition. Um, mm-hmm. I usually call it unpaid acquisition. It, it Organic, doesn't mean that you don't yeah. it, exactly. It doesn't mean that mm-hmm. you don't have to pay for it. You have to work for it and put in a lot of hours. Um, but you don't have to uh, pay it um, as a cost per install uh, basis. Um, so eventually what happens is that uh, cost per install right now is um, extremely high. Uh, a lot of uh, markets are, um, are getting saturated. If you look at YouTube, if you, if you look at AdWords, if you look at Facebook, um, and competition is all over the world. Um, so if, um, if more and more companies enter this um, cost per install um, market, then your cost per install is just going to skyrocket. So what we did is um, we tried to look at uh, things a little bit differently. And um, 
everybody knows or pretty much everybody knows who's in the app market about the R funnel that was coined um, exactly 10 years ago in 2007 by Dave McClure, which uh, goes through the process of um, acquisition, activation, retention, referral, and revenue. Acquisition obviously goes for um, you're trying to acquire users and you want to know where they are coming from. Activation, you want people to have the good initial experience of the application, so they do something in the app. If it's a project management app, then they create their first project. If it's um, a social app, they add their first friends. And then comes retention. What percent of those people uh, will come back in the in the future and use the product again and experience the product value? Step number four is referral. Do they like it enough to tell their friends and tell everybody else? Um, and then revenue, can you monetize that behavior that people are actually doing? Um, so this is the classic example of the, of the user behavior uh, funnel in that sense. But the problem with this R funnel is that the original sequence is misleading. It's not wrong, it's just misleading because it makes you focus on acquisition because that's the very first step of the funnel. So what we see is that those companies who focus on acquisition instead of, let's say, retention, that's later down the funnel, they will eventually destroy their startup. Not all of them, but if you double down very heavily on acquisition instead of focusing on retention, you can eventually just kill your startup by exactly what you're doing uh, what you call marketing. So to, get the, mm -hmm. so to get the most out of the model, you just need to reprioritize the funnel. You don't have to throw it out. You just have to look at it a little bit differently. So the reprioritized funnel uh, is, um, is using a different sequence. Instead of using acquisition, activation, retention, revenue, and referral, you should use it as retention, then comes activation, then comes referral, then comes revenue, and you save acquisition for the very last final step. Now, that's really turning a model on its head. I mean, we'll get into this a little deeper in the second segment of the show, but just to understand what that means, because if you're going to be focusing on retention first, then I would assume that means you are going to be more focused on how you segment your audience to begin with, or you're going to be more focused on LTV to begin with, because either way, you have to get the you know you have to separate what's worthwhile away from what's not worthwhile because you're not going to be able to pay um you know just spray and pay as they say it you know or pay and spray where you just throw out money and see what happens absolutely so there are like many ways to look at it um when you're starting out, you have no idea what your LTV is going to be. Um, and especially if you're running, let's say, on a subscription model um, and you have a yearly subscription, you have no idea what your LTV is until people start canceling, which means that you start right now and um, you will know in today plus 10, 12 months and in one year what your LTV might be for yearly subscriptions if you are into the uh, subscription business. But still, if you're in the in the monthly subscription or the quarterly, you have to wait a couple of, um, of these um, segments to play out until you know LTV. So LTV in the very beginning, is not easy to calculate and go with. So I'd like to hear how you do this in real life. I mean, I assume, Gabor, that you have done this, right? Yes. Okay, so we're going to talk to a practitioner who's done it, who's turned the model on its head, um, looked at retention first, and achieved some amazing results. So don't go away, listeners. We'll be right back after the break. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And our guest today, Gabor Pap, he is growth marketer at Shaper 3D. And right before the break, Gabor, we were talking about how you have basically, you know, rewritten the rules here, turning a model on its head talking about retention first, which makes perfect sense because acquisition seems a little bit Las Vegas for me. You know, you spend money and you hope you're going to keep enough of those users. And we all know 90% of users, uh, you know, delete the app. You're only going to really keep 4% and those are the whales. So you're turning it around and you're saying, no, go after retention first. So I want to hear how you've put this into practice. What have you been doing? Okay, so the very first step is something very, very basic. When I talk with uh, companies who or, or startups and, and any size, when they talk about retention, usually, usually they look at um, the, the classic cohort table of, of retention, but you can find it in Mixpanel or any other analytics software. The problem with that one is that it's just not actionable as, um, as a marketing perspective. It could be actionable um, in the long run. So let's say in like uh, six to 12 months or maybe two years when you look at cohort tables of, um, of different product variations. But when you're just like starting out or you want to make the product better um, and you don't have enough users or maybe you have a lot of users, a lot of those cohort tables don't mean a whole lot of things to, um, to product and marketing people. I know it might sound strange, but this is actually true. So instead, what you should do is actually just have um, all your active users and let's say um, in an Excel or something, uh, line by line, and then you would segment them like when was the last time they used the product. So you don't look at like a cohort, but you're actually looking at individual people and mm-hmm. you say, um, and then you can highlight um, all these users uh, by color coding. Let me give you an example. You have your first 100 users who downloaded the application. 
you have all those hundred users in an Excel sheet or in any sort of um, any sort of format, and then uh, in one cell you have the last activity they did, and then what you do is you highlight with green all those people who were active in the last uh, three days. Um, you highlight everybody uh, with yellow who have been active. Um, between uh, day three and 14, so in the last two weeks, but not in the in the last three days, and then everybody else red who has not, um, let's say, signed in in the in the last two uh, weeks, even though they downloaded the app, and that gives you a very actionable like insight into what you could do with all those people. You can send mm-hmm. out a survey, or you can talk to those who are green. Okay, I see that you're using the product. Why are you using the product? And then you go to the yellow ones. Oh, I see I see that you've been kind of using the product, but you haven't launched it. Um, what is your take on that? And then you can go to the to the red ones. Uh, why didn't you end up using the product even you downloaded it? Uh, and of course, you can play around with these uh, days and hours, maybe minutes. Uh, it depends on the product itself. Uh, but that itself gives you a very good insight because then you get to talk to people and of course if you go down like um in a quality metric um you can talk to them individually if you have uh, hundreds thousands of users um you can go for uh, quantity you can send out surveys um or you can look at look at uh, usage patterns but this is the very first step you should do when it comes to when it comes to understanding people and how they retain or if they don't segment them out, uh, but not as everybody else is doing. Uh, but make sure that it's actionable as a marketer, it's actionable as a product person, so you get valuable feedback from people who either use the product, can they use the product, or they don't use the product at all. Mm-hmm. They just have it installed. So if I'm reading this correctly, Gabor, what I'm hearing is that it's all about understanding um, what your current users are doing. So you're not going out for new ones. You've got your current user base and you're saying, okay, I'm going to segment them according to how they're engaging with my app and I'm going to re-engage with them according to how they're not engaging with my app. So, you know, you may even just take a highlighter and go through a spreadsheet to start. I'm sure you can scale this somehow and we'll get to that in a moment, but it's all about saying, okay, these, this group here, they have the app, they haven't been using it. I need to re-engage with them. And it's really based on their activity, not based on, you know, audience segmentation or any of that great stuff that's also probably a part of this. It's just looking at who's doing what, who's not doing what, and then making them do more. Does that sound about right? Absolutely. Like there Uh are many layers, like there are many, many layers to this. Um, And of course you can identify um, user groups who use it every day and then you find a use case. So the, Mm the... and then that use case can lead to very good marketing opportunities because this is a two-way street. Number one, uh, or, or way number one, you talk to users, understand how they use a the product, and you can feed that back into the marketing world and use those messages and find the, the similar people or the similar use cases that you eventually have. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other way is you start to market to a different audience you tag those people and then you try to understand how they use the product or they use it at all. Let me give you a specific example. Let's say I see a lot of um, um, highlight, green highlighted users who use the Shipper 3D for jewelry design. I instantly know that that could be a good market so I can go out there as a marketer and then um, try to find um, areas where uh, jewelry designers hang out online um, so I can 
tap into that market a little bit more. This is way number one. I'm getting information out of um, active users and then finding similar users out on the market. Way number two is, um, uh, let's say I push out a promotional video how an architect can use the product of Shaper 3D because I'm just kind of fishing whether that would be a good market or not because I don't have that many architects using the product. They download the app. I try to understand whether they're architects or not. So you can have like a very short survey in the beginning where they just feel like, yes, I'm an architect. And then you try to see if architects are using the product in, in some sort of way. And then if they start using it and they have problems, then you can tap into like uh, customer interviews and then usability tests with all those um, users who might use it for architecture reasons. So this is a two-way street and then you can get um, information out of existing users and then use that for marketing purposes and then do the other way around. You do a little bit of marketing and see how um, different um, behaviors or different um, occupations or different territories respond to an application like this. Mm-hmm. Makes sense because you've gotten these users, they're organic users, which means they came to your app because they wanted to use it. You didn't pay for them. That's why they're free. And then you want to understand, okay, what makes them tick? How are they act? How are they acting in the app? What aren't they doing? What are they doing? How can I influence that behavior? And also, um, if I want... S- segments that are similar but different how can i go out and really as you say fish for them a bit right so um you know check out uh places where they might be um in in blogs in in videos and what have you out there so it's really about taking your user base and building from there i'm just curious if there are any tips or tools i'm not asking you to name them but you know to get a better idea of like if someone's listening and saying yeah you know what this makes real sense for me i can do this but how do they execute what should they be using to do that outreach that re-engagement so um it's going to be a broad answer uh but very specific okay. uh what i usually do i i come from an seo back, background content and seo so this is why we've been very heavily focusing on on search engine optimization and and content um to acquire users organically so what i do in this sense is that everybody has competitors um e- either they are direct or indirect competitors but they have a web and online presence what you do, step number one, you look at where those companies get their traffic from. You can use mm. a similar web, um, and then let's say it turns out that they get a lot of referral traffic from other websites, and then they get organic traffic. Okay, next question. What are the keywords that people are typing in uh, so they land on competitors' website? You can use uh, Moz, you can use uh, SEMrush uh, for this, or, or any Ahrefs, any other search engine optimization tool. Or you can look at the backlink profiles, like where do they have links from on the internet? Where do they, where do they get um, press releases from? So you set up a Google Alert on the name of a competitor, and then on a daily, weekly basis, you get all the links uh, or all the all the mentions on the web uh, where they get traffic from. So this is very important. Um, a little bit advanced technique is you list three or maybe four competitors on the market and you do what they call uh, a query intersect or query overlap. You look at what are the keywords that let's say three of my competitors are ranking for, uh, but I'm not. So that's a very good opportunity to to look at whether it makes sense for you. Let's say for Shaper 3D, three competitors are um, ranking for um, 3D app um, on iPad or something like or like Jure Design on tablet. 
three competitors are ranking. I am not. I know I have jewelry designers. Um, let's create content, uh, educational content um, on, on this topic and then start acquiring users um, this way. So this, this has been very efficient um, um, in this perspective, focusing on search engine optimization um, and content because that can get people into the product. And once you get them into the product, you know instantly that, okay, Jura Design works really, really well as, a, as an acquisition channel. I need to create educational material on this topic, which eventually will help to acquire more users on the Jura Design um, space because they can not only read about that you do this, but they can find educational material. And that is like um, um, climbing uphill and then you're building the ladder um, step by step and then you are um, slightly and sometimes slowly, sometimes a little bit faster, but you're building up um, all your online reputation in that sense. Well, I'm I'm speechless. That's why I'm sitting here, Gabor. You're not hearing me at all because you're just rattling off these amazingly helpful tips and ideas and tactics. Um, just you know, candidly sharing here how you do this, which I think is amazing. So you know, the listeners, uh, if you're not, uh, you know, check out our, our our website later or just take notes while you're hearing this because this is pure gold, Gabor. I have to say, but we have to go to break right now. So don't go away. When we get back, we'll be talking more about how you can combine SEO and ASO to get amazing results for your app. We'll be back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Book lovers and hundreds of compelling contemporary authors are heading to Miami for the 34th Annual Miami Book Fair, Friday, November 17th through Sunday, November 19th. See in person amazing authors, including Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Al Franken, Russell Banks, Michael Eric Dyson, Armistead Malpin, Angela J. Davis, Scott Turo, Walter Isaacson, and many more. The 34th Annual Miami Book Fair. For more information, visit MiamiBookFair.com. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Mobilizing your marketing and engagement efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence, only on webmasterradio.fm. 
And we are back. Welcome back to Mobile Presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz with Mobile Groove. And we have Gabor Pop. He is growth marketer at Shaper 3D. And Gabor, it's almost like being in school. This is amazing. I'm, you know, it's like a crash course in what you need to do um, to, to really you know, hack growth for your app um, by using organics, by using retention. And you were talking right before the break about SEO and how you use that. How do you now combine SEO and ASO somehow to sort of make that work? So like both ASO and SEO work on two uh, very important premises. Number one, people search for something and they want to find relevant results. Um, And then you have to satisfy that search intent. It's the same with ASO, with App Store optimization, as the same with uh, SEO, search engine optimization. You have to understand what those queries or what those uh, keywords are that people are typing in. Um, And some of these are very similar in ASO and SEO. Some of them are different. Um, I see a lot of companies do ASO keyword research with ASO tools, but I don't see a whole lot of companies doing SEO keyword research and feed that information into ASO. So they are missing out on a lot of opportunities. Let's say there are like five um, um, ASO keyword research tools on the market. And if everybody's using the same five, they will end up with the five, the same five um, keywords, obviously. But what you can do is use SEO techniques and then the uh, queries that competitors or you are ranking well for and feed that information into your um, ASO process. Um, So let me give you a a quick example. You have a very good competitor. They rank well for a number of keywords. You go on SEMrush, you look at all those keywords, and then you pull, let's say, 100 out of those, and then you do uh, Apple search ads with those keywords that you are not ranking well for organically, but you want to test those keywords out with Apple search ads, whether they would make sense or not. And a lot of those keywords that you find in SEO tools will not show up in ASO tools. Two reasons. Number one, because their data set is limited. Number two, as um, um, they're just uh, different keywords. So it doesn't mean that all of the SEO keywords will be useful for ASO, uh, but some of them could be useful. Mm -hmm. What I did back in the day is um, I looked at the Google Search Console data of our own website. And then I uh, use that type of information in Apple search ads to, to, to try to figure out which um, has uh, the most search volume. So like Apple gives you search volume for, your, um, for, for, for a couple of keywords, but really the only way to test this out is to actually uh, put out a couple of search ads. So with search ads, you can understand what keywords have very good or high um, search volume and then optimize for those ones. So this is a little inter, inter, inter hack uh, between um, actually optimizing for something, but then you want to know if it makes sense to optimize for those keywords and then look at the volumes. So this, this is something that you could um, do as well. Makes sense because what you're doing, as I understand it, is you're saying, look, we're all using basically the same you know, sets of ASO tools, we know all the names, and you're saying, okay, but I need to get some other inspiration, so I'm going to look at how people are searching on the web and exactly. use those search terms because, you know, it's very intertwined, whether they're searching on, on web or in the app store, it's, it's a similar behavior, it's a similar, similar state, and you can use that search behavior, learn from that search behavior, and apply it to ASO. 
and uh, using Apple search ads, why not? It's the only way you're going to get any visibility into the search volumes in the first place. So that makes perfect sense. Exactly. And there's one thing that a lot of uh, companies are missing. Usually they they look for like, okay, I want to rank like number one in, in, in let's say, Google. Uh, but if you're clever enough, you can, uh, out of those 10 uh, positions, organic positions, you can maybe take two or three uh, positions because then you know the keyword, you know that this is um, very good intent keyword, you're going to monetize on this one. It's not just your own website that you can rank. Uh, so you can figure out a couple of ways to rank two, maybe three results for the same keyword. Um, and that increases your chance of, of getting found and then and then acquiring users. And a great segue because that's exactly it. How do our listeners find you, Gabor? How do they stay in touch with you? How do they keep up with these and these just amazingly insightful advice that you're offering around how to uh, acquire and retain users with some amazing new ways around this? You know, how do they keep in touch and stay up with you on that? They can look me up on, on Twitter. Uh, my handle is P-A-P-P-G-A-B. And Hungarian, it's Popgob. In English, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Gab would be probably it. Okay. Um, and uh, based on this Twitter handle, you can find me on, on Medium. Um, I submit a, a lot of articles to, to different publications, to the mobile growth stack, to the ASL stack. Um, I've written a couple of articles on, um, on, on, on other Medium publications and on other publications as well. So Medium is probably the best option, uh, Twitter as well. Uh, Medium is probably the best because I only publish over there in English. Uh, my Twitter is my native language and English as well. So, and my native language is uh, Hungarian. Um, very strange, very different. Um, but if you if you tweet me um, at um, at uh, PubGab, um, you'll you'll get an English uh, reply for sure. Absolutely. And keeping up with you on Medium is well worth it. I know I do it myself. And uh, I'll also be writing um, some blogs about you and interviews about you and with you um, across my blog. So listeners, uh, keep in touch with me and I will let you know about that. And until next time, exactly that's it. You can keep in touch with me at Mobile Groove. That's Peggy at Mobile Groove. Dot com. If you can email me there or you can also uh, let me know if you want to be a sponsor of the show. You can also see my portfolio of content, marketing and app marketing services there and also more from Gabor. So that, my friends, is a wrap of another episode of Mobile Presence. Until next time, you can check out this and all early episodes of our show by going to webmasterradio.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.